welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co host. <laughs> Fucking pocket. Mark Salcedo, managing editor, writer at ScreenGate. God damn it, pocket. <laughs> Just as we started recording, Pocket's doing her Paul wipe thing as she just got done, like, taking a piss or shit. She always does that, too. Whenever, right when we're going to record? Yeah, she either, like, shits or piss. Like, oh, they're going to record. I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> My presence was felt. We need some flavor with that. Yeah. <laughs> need some flavor with that podcasting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what I have to say to her? What? Oh. Oh, damn. There you go again, stepping on my lines, <laughs> raining on my parade. That's what she did. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what you had to tell her? Uh-huh. I, you really sold that line. Yeah. Is that from Wizards? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, where is that from? That can't be from Fantastic Beasts. That would be funny if it was. <clears throat> God damn it, Dumbledore, you stepped on my lines. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. And you can find us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on iTunes, and then we'll get noticed. And our segments for this week's show are our recent review of Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of, of Dumbledore, our variety time, Try This, Not That, our geriatric cinematic of wizards which mm-hmm. came out in 1977 and our terpic is wizardry with a sprinkle you didn't finish the last two words no 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 you, you already took it you already took it <laughs> you were texting on your phone i was anyway. listening i was like all right my part's coming up and you kept going i'm like all right i guess i'll just keep texting them <laughs> anyway a sprinkle of genocide <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta, you gotta sell it. Wizardry with a sprinkle of genocide. You gotta like. Hey, you did it anyway. Shit. There you go. Yeah, I know. I guess I just stepped on your lines. Yeah. <laughs> and rained on your parade. We st- oh my god. You gotta stop this shit. Stop what shit? Raining on my parade? No. Ha, 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 ha. I'm trying to think of a funny story, but nothing funny's happened lately. It's in my face. Nope, nothing funny happened lately. No. Oh, except for that thing that fucking Patches did the other day. What did Patches do the other day? Remember, um, he kept pushing the door with his face. Oh, that's right. He's like <laughs> peeking in through the door, and the door's closed, and he's like, use his head to push it. But he, he wasn't like, yeah, like he wasn't coming in all the way. He was just poking his head, like being creepy about uh, it. Um,. Fucking oh, you know what? One thing, it, Facebook is doing that thing again, where obviously Facebook is like listening to you and shit like that, um, and they base like what they're gonna show you off of like an algorithm they've gathered of stuff you've like clicked on or like stopped like scrolling at one point and like looked at it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten back to the habit of just watching like cat video, <laughs> cat videos, again. <laughs> and like while watching them, like. I miss my cat. I probably should get another cat. <laughs> oh my god. 
You're going to get another cat because you miss your cat. Yeah, well, I can't, I can't take Pocket from you. Like, Pocket's been staying with you for, like, what, like, a year and a, and a year and some change now? Maybe, like, two years now? Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of fucked up if I took Pocket away from Patches. Mm. So, it's just like, all right, I guess. I mean, I guess just like, just like in real life, I am once again the uh, absent father in my kitty's life. <laughs> in your kitty's life and your kitty's life. Yeah, my kiddo and my kitty. Pocket. Pocket. She looking at me. I can't. Oh, my glasses on. No. no oh, now she, she is. is. Hi. <laughs> Give me a meow, bitch. Fine. Fuck you. <laughs> She's glaring at you. <laughs> She's like, what? I know. She. That's, see, that's like our love language. She'll like glare at me and then she'll officially come over to me and be like, pet me. Thanks. That's it. <laughs> she did do one thing I hadn't that I hadn't experienced with her in a while. Um, cause you know how, like when I had her at my place, I would lay on the bed and she would just like come and like lay right next to me and we would like sit and watch TV, Star Trek or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was like maybe yesterday or the day before I was sitting on your couch. Oh yeah. It was yesterday cause we were watching wizards. I was sitting on your couch and she got on the, on the couch and she just like plopped herself right next to me and just like, let me pet her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I miss this, you know, until somebody stole my cat. And steal her. Mm-hmm. You're just irresponsible and you lost her. Shit, my bad. I was gonna take her with, take her back with me, but you're like, no, pocket. You're gonna stay here with me, giving her like all the treats and like love and attention that she that she needed. Yeah, you know? that that high flute and water fountain. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that fucking kitty litter that cleans itself, but she doesn't have the. Um, She's not nice enough to even cover up her own shit. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah. The machine. On, sec- on second thought, you could have her. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. The machine will clean it up. The machine will clean it. Our patches will clean it up for me. Oh yeah, he covers it sometimes. He'll mm-hmm. stand around next to it with his mouth hanging open, mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. He'll go in there and he'll cover it up for her. <laughs> you know what I realized? That's not that's not something that she re- she just barely started doing, or whenever you got that device mm-hmm. she's been doing it ever since i've had her because i remember she would she would take shits mm-hmm. and it would stink real bad and now i'm thinking about it she never like covered up her own shit she just like Bloop. all right i'm done that's probably because she was straight when you got her she didn't learn that wasn't patches straight no really i know he was like a kid when you got him from like petco or something like that right i didn't get him from petco i got him from a rescue oh okay he was only uh two months old when i got him how old was patches patches had to be like what maybe six months old maybe four four months months old yeah she was a stray because i remember uh my roommate my ex-roommate found her yeah like um the mama kitty had her kittens Mm. and brought them to the Uh, rescue actually okay wait so okay explain to me why patches knows to do that but Pocket doesn't know that. Because Patches was much younger, uh, and he didn't know how to use the litter uh, because he couldn't yet. Mm. And when he started using litter, he was like... And it was like an actual like litter box as opposed to like a cat. Like, I'm going to take a shit here and like stray cat. Just bleh, I'm yeah. off. <laughs> Fucking Pocket. <laughs> all right. Also, not all cats cover up their shit. They usually do. They but- need to. She needs to. I know. It's a fuck. <laughs> Maybe she's Damien's cat. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she learned it from Damien. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> she was just dumps. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, enough about poop. Uh, <laughs> you want to get her recent You broke review? your cardinal rule. I know, right? <laughs> Look, do as I say, not do as I do. Do do. <laughs> See, that's me leaving the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our recent review of Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. If you listen carefully enough, the past whispers to you. We're here to see Albus Dumbledore. That would be my brother. The world as we know it is coming undone. Grindelwald is pulling it apart with hate. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. A magizoologist, his indispensable assistant. A wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher, and a muggle. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Are you kidding me right now? Who wouldn't like our chances? The synopsis is Albus Dumbledore assigns Newt and his allies with a mission related to the rising power of Grindelwald. Directed by David Yates, written by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves. It stars Jude Law, Mads Mikkelsen, Eddie Redmayne, Ezra Miller, Jessica Williams, and Dan Fogler. Ezra Miller? Hmm. Hmm. It sounds familiar. Seems like he was in the news recently. Yeah. Hmm. He was. Maybe doing something he shouldn't. Being thrown in jail for a second time. It's okay, because hmm. he uh, hmm. got off. You didn't hear about the recent one? You mean the couple in Hawaii? You didn't hear about the recent one? No. Today was announced that he got thrown in jail again. For what? Assault. On who? Uh, I didn't read the full story, but I was like, yo, WB about to straight fire his ass. They already didn't invite him back for the next one. For the for the 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 next Fantastic Beast mm-hmm. has it already been greenlit? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that being greenlit. I heard something about Ezra Miller not coming back, but mm, it, I, I maybe was, it was just conjecture. Yeah, probably, probably, probably. I didn't hear about that. All I heard was that mm. like a couple days ago, I read because I was like, I wonder what happened with him. Yeah. And then I looked it up and they're like, oh, yeah, the couple dropped the charges or whatever. Yeah, this happened like maybe like three or four hours before we, we started recording. Shit. I know, right? You're like, fuck, <laughs> he's gone. Anyway, anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. We're Dumble Snore. <sighs> Seriously, Dumble Snore. Holy shit. Kelsey, what did you think of this movie? I think Jude Law is getting like hotter as he gets older. I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. He's like definitely, he's not Silver Fox really yet because he mm. didn't really, they keep dyeing his hair. But he's rocking that beard though. But he, fuck is he rocking that beard. <laughs> that's why That's why I got so sad about my beard today. I was like, maybe I should shave my beard. Because I saw Jude Law's beard. I was like, I can't compete no, with that. No, I like your beard. Keep it. Keep your beard. As I scratch it on the mic. <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> dried beard. Um, so, okay. Uh... So, okay, what did you think of this movie? Other other than Jew Law's beard. <laughs> uh, I like Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen was great. Mm-hmm. I think he's 
he's, he's great in everything. He's great in everything. I wonder if he's yeah. just himself in everything. <laughs> he, you know what? He kind of really comes off, and I think, and I, and I think there's evidence of this given uh, his statement he said about method acting about a week ago. I think he's just too. He's like one of those people who just like, like I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm I'm a gentleman. I'm courteous and stuff like that. But I'm gonna tell you what I I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real about it. And I think that's like the thing that really attracts. Um, like the attention of like actors and actresses when they're like, I don't really give a shit. I'm like nice and courteous, but like I'm just gonna, I like almost like I wear my heart in my sleeves, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna emotional bomb you or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, mind you, I watched both movies that came before this one, mm-hmm. just before watching this one. So in one sitting. Yeah. Oof. And this was just another continuation of that. Hmm. I felt like maybe it was made a little better with Mads Mikkelsen being attached to it instead of Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't know. I I didn't like Jacob in this one as much as I did in the first two. I thought oh, he Dan was... Oh, Dan Folger? Yeah. He was mm-hmm. like, to me, the mm-hmm. heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. In the other two, in this one, it was like, he was weirdly jaded. Yeah. Um... Like I like I get why he was heartbroken, but it's it's weird when like you said you when like this character is like the the heart of this movie of this franchise. It's not like the Eddie. It's not in no way Eddie Redmayne or anything like that. But when you think of like the surrogate for the audience, you know the Muggle or or in this at this time frame the Nomad, you get uh, the Jacob character, and when he's just like really sad and depressed, you're like I'm really sad and depressed. Like you're it's like. There's no heart in the movie. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But there's not really a dire feeling of, like, everything's going to end either. Mm-hmm. I think they could have done a lot better with the whole, that I guess, that feeling. Like, they they focus so much on trying to make it look magical and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it feels like you're going to, like, a cheap theme park. It doesn't really feel like anyone's in any danger mm-hmm. you don't feel sorry for anybody mm-hmm. eddie Raiden, redmayne does not know how to blink he never blinks ever the, um like suppose that he's like he plays that character like somebody who might be on the spectrum um which i can see that but like but even though people are, are on the spectrum they uh, blink yeah yeah but like what, what i was gonna get into is like like he's his character is supposed to be somewhat like awkwardly charming you mm-hmm. know which we kind of got that in the the first one the fantastic beast and where to find him i think that's what it was called mm-hmm. but i see i feel like as like these sequels like progress he's because he becomes less and less charming just like how he's becoming less and less like the front the like the front man of this franchise yeah um because like the whole like do you know the whole do you know the fantastic beast book i know no i don't okay i don't i don't know it in detail i just know it like uh secondhandly but like fantastic beast it's really just like uh encyclopedia of like these are the magical creatures that are in the wizardly world kind of shit so right? kind of like the minecraft like things um, that they have like no like more like a like a, a manual like if you see this creature this is what it looks like like that's oh, it right that's boring and i know and and like they decided to build this whole franchise this adventurous franchise and kind of like circle around like grin and wall and like dumbledore and stuff like that 
Um, but I feel like it, there wasn't a whole lot of material to begin with to even like warrant a franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think this one is showing like, all right, we're just kind of just like shoving shit in here now. Like the fact that like I remember the ads of this movie was like Jude Law, Jude Law, Jude Law, Matt Mickelson, Matt Mickelson, Matt Mickelson. I'm just like, wait, is Eddie Redmayne even in this fucking movie anymore? <laughs> um, they even took out the love interest of the uh, that they were setting up in the first Fantastic Beasts, which is um, what's the actor's name? Catherine Waterson, who played Tina Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she makes an appearance, but yeah, but it's just like it, you almost get a sense that she had scheduling conflict eh, probably but because she why would she be in it at all yeah yeah that's true that's true they also kind of i don't know i didn't like what they did with the other love interest oh, jacob's the, love interest oh uh queen sister. yeah queenie played by uh allison uh Soldell. Mm-hmm. yeah um also like it's it's so funny like this like obviously this movie's gonna have like a ton of CGI special effects to give the, that whole look. Mm-hmm. And um okay, so just the preface is I'm not a, like a huge Harry Potter fan. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I honestly think they got better after Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire. No, no, I think uh, not Goblet of Fire. I think like Order of the Phoenix. I'm like yeah, but like they they progressively got better. Right, they like really picked up, and like David Yates, the director of this one, had done like I think like three or four of them or something like that. Um, and so, like the whole magical part of it, you there's like a level of like still realism behind it. You can be like, okay, I can see, not I can see that happening, but like I can see, I can feel the weight of whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. This one, not so much. It's just like CGI spectacle, and just like oh shit, shit is just happening. Here's a weird looking creature now. And yeah. that creature's gone. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. For, like, plot development or plot device or some shit like that. Exactly. Um, what did you think of... <laughs> what did you think of the writing? It was kind of boring. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I thought Ezra Miller's whole arc mm-hmm. was drug out for so fucking long. Yeah, yeah. That whole mystery of, like, who he really is or who he's related to and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They had like that, that plot twist at the end of the second one, but like by the time like like I like you had watched it in one sitting, I'd watched it over a period of like a couple of days, mm-hmm. um, mainly because it, it was like hard to get through. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what is this shit? <laughs> but like the whole Ezra Miller thing, like him in the first one, I actually liked his character because the whole mystery of it, like what the fuck, you know, is that whole thing? You know, what who is this guy and everything? In the right? first one, yeah, yeah, and then the second one where there was like that reveal i was already like yeah i don't know that's bullshit like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, 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 don't, that don't make sense at all nope <laughs> um yeah the writing because jk Rowling, she's written she's written the script for the first one i believe for the second one as well and she's done the script for this one um the imdb in uh, trivia says that uh steven uh steven coles was actually brought in because he's one of the he's a original writer for all the harry potter movies they actually had to bring him in to help jk rowling yeah now i think that's funny for two reasons one this is jk rowling's world She's created the whole Harry Potter world, mm-hmm. right? You think she would have no problem, like, 
going at it, like creating all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The second funny thing is like she's a novelist. She's not a script writer. Two completely different formats. Mm-hmm. Two different methods of writing and stuff like that. And where like obviously writing a novel is like, oh, you got to expand on, you got to give the, the reader the exact feel of the room, you know, how the carpet felt, the air in the room and some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And th- sometimes that can be kind of boring. Yeah. Which I think it kind of leaked. It's like it's becoming more and more apparent. It's becoming more and more boring. It's, it's a book. Yeah. It's a book on the screen. Yeah, it's a book on the screen with material that probably should have fit maybe two movies. Yeah. Yep. Um, interesting fact. I found out that uh, the first Fantastic Beast movie, before it came to what it is, mm-hmm. um, WB, the, the certain people at WB, like creatives at WB, they wanted to make the first one like a documentary. Really? Yeah, which I would have think would have been interesting because in that some that that mockumentary or fake documentary, mm-hmm. um, they would have had Eddie Redmayne's character go up against a poacher. I honestly think that would have been kind of cool because mm. of how the book is. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, goes exactly. in line with what the book is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like when they went to J.K. Rowling, because they, you know, they had to get the final say from her. She was like, "I don't like that idea," but I happen to have the script. By the way, oh my god! And here <laughs> we are with the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Yeah. Um, what did you think of David Yates is uh, directing? Nah, meh. I really wasn't. <sighs> like you kind of see more of the same thing you've already been seeing from the other two films. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he did anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like whatever magic you were going to get out of this franchise, you got out of the first one and that was it. Did you know? Even though I hated the first one when I watched it. he, You know, he actually directed one of, uh, one of the movies that you very much love so much. Which one? You and your mother actually went to a special screening for it. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, he directed Tar- Tarzan, which you like have repeatedly told me. You're like, fuck, that movie sucks. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's. And it-, it was one of those movies that you're like, it couldn't be that bad. Don't give it a C. You gotta like try to be like positive about it when you're writing about it. Uh, and I'm like, no, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, fuck me for being that stupid. <laughs> Did you watch it? Oh, fuck no. That movie looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch it. Hell no. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be my meet the feebles. Why'd you make me watch this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's David. Like, so David Yates. It seems like he's like kind of just like running out of fuel. Like David Yates, he's directed. Um, so David Yates has has been directing the Harry Potter movies going back to the Order of the Phoenix, the Half Blood of Prince, and then Deathly Hollow Part One and Two. So he's done Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and then The Secret of Dumbledore, Secrets of Dumbledore. I really get a sense that, like, all right, like, new, we need new blood yeah. in this franchise. What you said about J.K. Rowling, like, I almost mm-hmm. feel like she is suffering from, like, getting old. Yeah, maybe she's, like... Like, she's getting set in her ways. Mm-hmm. Her, her opinions about things are more important than... Mm-hmm actually creating new ideas like i feel like she's just not able to be creative anymore yeah i i feel like this is like the case of like how george lucas 
was yeah. like how he was too close to his franchise try to do something new or different but it kind of it was just falling flat repeatedly i feel like it's it's turning to that for this mm-hmm. uh for this movie um there's no word yet if they're gonna do a sequel to this movie there, there's already a setup for two more there's a supposed to be a, a five, part five and a part six um however it is not unheard of for like studios to just be like boom we're into this franchise like with no conclusion yeah so um and i know it didn't do well at the box office i think it made here let me let me find the numbers you know what's interesting too i felt like every character or mm-hmm. like every actor said albus mm-hmm. different ways every time they said it in this one yeah i heard like albus and Albus and alvis Al- elvis i heard no alvis oh really yeah uh, let me let me find out the box office numbers. So for um, Battle of Fantastic Beasts, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Um, I can't find the numbers. Uh, let me see. Da 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 da. Fantastic Beasts opens. Oh, forty three million dollars domestically. Nice. It is. And then let me see. Um. Let me see, Rolla. However, some good news overseas. Uh, it was able to conjure up $150 million um, in its first two weekends. That's world. That's more of a worldwide kind of thing. Um, like, and here's the thing. Like, WB, it's a huge, you know, obviously WB is a, is a huge studio. Um, I haven't seen what was the, uh, what's it called? The numbers for the production um so like and the thing about obviously about this franchise is like they don't want to like just make it like studios don't want to make it even they don't be like oh we made our money back they want to make money on it yeah because they're going to be like why do we even bother making it if we just got our money back we just wasted all this fucking time you Mm -hmm. know um not to say that like I'm, i'm here's the thing i'm not saying that like i want this movie to fail i'm actually curious on how they could end it um, but like very little, like if like if they come out with a fourth one, I highly doubt I'll go to the theaters to see it. I'll probably just wait for it to come out, uh, like streaming somewhere or to rent it or something like that. Mm. Um, the thing is, it's mm. really hard with mm. it's really hard with uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald and how they wrote them mm-hmm. and like their interactions in this movie. Mm how how do you write them mm. because obviously you're gonna have to end that they didn't end it you've you got a sense that they were there was gonna be more yeah but it's about fantastic beasts yeah it's it's so a bo- like so you can't write a movie called fantastic beasts and have it be about dumbledore and grindelwald okay so uh the budget was two hundred million dollars. Box office at, at this moment, a hundred one hundred ninety six point five. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And I don't think I don't. I, I mean, they, there's a couple movies coming out this weekend. One I think is going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally going to be number one. Unintentionally. Yeah. Why? Because. Um. Okay, I don't want to say, okay, not unintentionally, but I'm sure people are going to be surprised that it's going to be number one. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant by that. Uh, but go on. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, like, how do you make a Fantastic Beasts franchise? Mm. Like, it's like they played out the Fantastic Beasts part in mm. the first movie. Yeah. And then they made it about everybody else in the second and the third movie. Yeah. Like, how do you continue calling... Continue with a franchise called Fantastic Beasts. Mm. I feel like it's gonna have an identity crisis until its conclusion. Yeah, especially since like the Fantastic Beasts that are in this movie don't really have much with the plot of what's going no. on. I mean, essentially, like it's turned into like a story about like two, like two ex lovers, mm-hmm. one one becoming Hitler, uh-huh. a borderline Hitler, and the other one is just like the master of a school, mm-hmm. and it's like. All right, we gotta stop like this genocide from happening. <laughs> what? <laughs> For Fantastic Beasts to stopping genocide? Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> um. Also, so while watching the second one, um, The Crimes of Grindelwald, I had come to a conclusion that, like, something about this movie was something about that movie was looking really familiar, right? I was like, why do I feel like I've seen the story, mm-hmm. right? It's. It, 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 I kept thinking and thinking and thinking, and it dawned on me. Essentially, what we are watching is the version of X Men, but with wizards. Really? Hear me out. Hear me out. We have one person who is very intelligent, very respected, and is the headmaster of a school. Uh huh. Where he recruits. Wizards to treat you, to treat them to, to teach them the wizardly way and stuff like that to harness their powers because if if these wizards can't harness their powers or express their powers they go it goes crazy and shit like that right mm-hmm. and then we have another wizard right but he believes that he's a superior race mm-hmm. he wants to perform genocide he wants to let the muggles know the 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 nomads that magic that the wizards are the superior race. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is Professor X, mm-hmm. and Hogwarts is the uh, the the uh, Professor X school of gifted children, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and Grindelwald is Magneto <laughs> with his with his little band of like other wizards who are like, yeah, we're gonna create genocide and stuff like that. The only difference, they just gated up. What's that mean? Oh, gated. Yeah, they gated just, up. They just gated up. That's the only difference now. They just gated up. Mm. We're watching X Men with wizards. <laughs> you know, mm. in, if in yeah, if Magneto and <laughs> and Charles Xavier were like ex lovers and yeah. shit. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you want to get to the spoiler section? Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're gonna get to the spoiler section. We're gonna talk in great lengths about uh, Fantastic Beasts. Um, the Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, so for those who don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Hola. Hola. All right. I hate that they called it the Secrets of Dumbledore. What were the Secrets of Dumbledore? They weren't Professor Dumbledore's secret. But this thing, what was this, like? What were the Secrets of Dumbledore? I felt like I missed that. Ezra Miller was Albus Dumbledore's 
nephew. It wasn't even like his big secret. It was his brother's. And like that's enough to. And they fucking shoehorned his brother in there. I know, and like that's that's big enough to be like, oh, we gotta put it in the title, like just like the crimes of Grindelwald. What were his crimes? <laughs> oh, then he was like, hey, I just want like wizards to like I don't know, be the superior race. He hadn't mm-hmm. done it yet. I know, <laughs> like that was it. Exactly. Yeah, that that whole plot about and then like oh, and his brother hates him, and you don't know really know why. I know, right? Well, like, and then there's the emo writing on the mirror. Oh, from the sister? No, that was Ezra Miller. No, no, the emo writing on the mirror that was from the sister. Okay, here. Okay, this is this was from the sister. Okay, so this is why the brother. See, this is how poorly the writing was. So the reason why the brother, why Dumbledore's brother. Um, what's the what's the actor's name? What's 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 what's, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, so Dumbledore's brother, whose name was uh, Aberforth. Aberforth. Aberforth, played by Richard Coyle. He. Hey, that's funny. Why? Because uh, the guy that I used to work with at the Jello office, his name was Richard Coyle. Are you serious? Yeah, and everyone called him Dick. Dick Coyle. Dick Coyle. <laughs> <laughs> but his middle name is Scott, so everyone calls him Scott Coyle. But nah, like, I just keep calling him Dick Coyle. <laughs> Dick Coyle. They call nah. him Dicky. So Dicky Coyle. <laughs> um, yeah, because at one point, because like they they get into it a bit, where Dumbledore, where apparently like Dumbledore and 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 Grindelwald are gonna run away together, mm-hmm. some shit like that, and then Aberforth is like, I'm not feeling that. That's wrong. Is it? Your gayness is wrong and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And Aberforth was going to hit Grindelwald with like the wand. Mm-hmm. And like there was like a wand off or some shit like that. And apparently like. The double, sister got in the way. The sister got in the way, right? Which they they have. Um, now, I'm not saying I knew this like. Like really actually coming in. Because like a lot of the Harry Potter stuff. I actually kind of forgot. It's been years since I've watched them. So I had to like really get a reminder of this stuff. Like. Um. Uh, Watch like YouTube videos or something. No, no, I, I, I was not gonna waste my time on that. I, didn't, I just went to Meg and I was like, "Can you explain this to me?" And she's like, Brrr. "I had this encyclopedia of Harry Potter shit." <laughs> she, she's like that with with Harry Potter, like how I am with film. Like you asked me something about that, like about like an actor in some weird movie that you never heard of or something like that, and I just like fucking pull up the Rolodex. Same thing where she pulls that Rolodex too, right? Shit. No lie, I actually asked her while driving over here, like, "Wait, why does?" Why does Voldemort not have a nose? I forgot why. And she like, oh, this is why. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, um, like she she had like gotten in the way, and like it had been kind of like left a mystery, left as a mystery. Like, oh, did Dumbledore like um, did did I'm sorry, did um, uh, what's his name? Did Albus? Did Albus Dumbledore like hit her with the wand and shit like that? Right. Uh huh. But, like, this one, it, it pretty much says, like, yeah, he did, but it's okay. Because she was dying. Yeah. And it was like, what? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? It's okay. She was dying. Like, she was going to... She was going to die anyway. I know, right? Like, in, in, in the in the Buddhist monk ten, uh, sense, we're all dying. Mm-hmm. Just slowly. So, yeah. if I, if so, if I, like, I shoot you in the face and be like, Kelsey was dying. It's fine. <laughs> she's going to be, she's going to be dead, like, in 30 years anyway. Whatever. Do you think I'm going to die at 64? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say that because I plan to die when I'm 63, and I'm supposed to die before you. We've already established this. You, you're planning on it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you're supposed to know that. Fuck. 
That's fucked. That's right. You told me your plan. Now I, I can die at 62. <laughs> no. I'm all racing. Like, 61. You're 60. Anyway. So, back to... Oh, that was a little, nice little tangent. Back to the Ezra Miller thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing about, like, it's it's really Dumbledore's... Uh, it's really uh, Albus's nephew. He's, like, the bastard child of, like, Aberforth and everything like that. That really seemed tacked on. Yeah. Like, like I, they didn't know what to do with with uh, Creedence Barebones fucking story. Mm. So they're like, all right. I know. <laughs> He's just, not Dumbledore's son because we can't write that because uh, that's like bad. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's in no way like in line with like the Harry Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter lore. He, right. He never had a kid. No. I think he never had a kid. I like. But I, I think he didn't have a kid. But if he did have a kid, it wasn't this one, obviously. <laughs> so so the only way we can make him part of Dumbledore's family is to give him a brother and then make the kid his mm. brother's kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he has a brother. <laughs> All yeah, in yeah, one yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove that in there. There you go. Even though technically, technically, they could have set it up from the first one. If J.K. Rowling thought ahead enough to be like, oh, let me just let me plant these seeds and shit like that mm-hmm. obviously she didn't do that nope um so other things that are really pointless okay uh you lolly lolly oh la- lally mm-hmm. oh play by jessica williams she was useless i feel like she was wasted I she really could have been like something was, great like, but, seriously but she was kind of annoying and pointless because they didn't give her a point yeah i felt like they had to like they had to fill a quota like this like <laughs> yeah we need a black person in here yeah All they, right. they're like they're like well we got one minority we got uh we got william uh natty lamb who played yusuf kama like we got him in there let's let's make sure we get like a black female in there just you know get the black friend black fans and in, in this shit yeah we got one on the bad side we, well he was on the good side and then he was on the bad side which that made no sense as well and he was on the good side again yeah. Also, the little creature that, like, chooses who's going to be... It's just a deer that glows. Okay, so... Th- <laughs> it was... They were <laughs> it's a glowing deer. <laughs> so, this is a, I was actually, so, this is what I was going to get. I was going get, to get into that, right? So, they, like, set up this whole, like, deer about... What was funny? <laughs> we're just thinking about the whole... It's dead, and it's alive, and it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that one... Yeah, they're like, that one's dead! And, like, they hold it up, and it's like... Burr! It dies, <laughs> and it's just like... If they just waited like five minutes, yeah, it would have died anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole the whole deer, who I'll call Magical Bambi, you know, they like set it up like, oh, this you know deer um, can find like the pure pure hearts, you know, and sometimes they use this deer to like decide who's going to be the next like president of, or whatever yeah, chancellor like or some the shit. leader, yeah, exactly, right. So like they have these crowds, right? Like, and these they had like two candidates, and then they had a third candidate who ended up becoming Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they're almost setting up like a, an election. They're making it seem like it's going to be like a democratic election, where they're going to be like with enough votes, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, 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 we're just going to let this magical band be like choose. What was the point of this whole election thing then? <laughs> there was no fucking point to that. <laughs> Also, there was no point to the switch and bait with the fucking... With the deer? No, with all the cases. I uh, They made that a point. Seriously? They're like, we need 
How many did she ask for? She said, I need... She uh, she said half a dozen. Because I remember six. there were six, yeah. There were not six cases, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, total, there should have been seven. I think oh, there were yeah. only actually five that they used. Okay, so okay, so there was Lally. Okay, so Lally got it. Theus has got it. Oh, Theus got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jacob got it. Yeah, Jacob and... Um, Newt got it. Albus were together. Okay, yes, and Newt got it. And then, um, I I can't find her name, but the one who was the assistant to uh-huh. Newt. So five. Yeah. And, it cl- and clearly, like, it was... So there should have been seven. Yeah. Because of the original plus the six. Yeah. <laughs> like, I immediately got that. Yeah. Like, that wasn't me thinking about it later. I really felt like they did that just to, just for plot. Just to, like, let's just make this look cool. Which yeah. Which it was like... It didn't really look cool at all. Yeah, let's let's build suspense, which they didn't really build that much suspense at all with this whole shit. It was just like, like clearly it was not going to be in Eddie Redmayne's, but like, oh my god, clear like it's obviously like especially like that part where Jacob's about to grab the briefcase and double uh, Albus is like, like don't take that, mm-hmm. which is like okay, so clearly he doesn't have it. And clearly they weren't going to set up like the other the other ones to have it. Mm-hmm. And they definitely were going to do it. They weren't going to give it to Eddie Redmayne's character. Right. Because that would have been like too obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, Dumbledore, uh, I was I was Dumbledore would have done that. So it was just like. Obviously. No, instead they kept it with the person who's had it the entire time anyway. Mm-hmm. Which was which, also very obvious. Which. And I and I get I, I get why. I think her name was Bunty. I get why they were trying to do that. Because the whole. Uh, because how uh, Grindelwald can like. This part is really... Con- they didn't explain any of this. How Grindelwald can, like, see the future. But he never predicts the future, not even once in the movie. They just mentioned that he could. Yeah, they show, like, a display, like, one time. Like, with the blood. And, like, that's it. But they don't show, like, how he uses it. Like, mm-hmm. if he, like, rubs it on his face or something. And they almost like kind of made it seem like uh, Tina's sister... Queenie was part of that. But then she's actually oh, yeah. not. Yeah. Because she reads minds. But, like... Why was she a liaison between him and the rest of the people? I, I it seems like Grindelwald was like I need to, I need to have these people I need you to read these people's minds. Yeah, but like be around him when he does. Don't just be their messenger. Like it's really fucking weird. And see, here's the thing. It, I think this is <sighs> there was no point in her being there. Okay, so yeah, there there was yeah Bunty played by Victoria uh, Victoria Yeats. Yeah, Victoria Yeats. Um, so Queenie, who's played by um, uh, Alison uh, Sadol, her character, like I get, and why was she blonde all of a sudden? I I know, right? Because she was. T- tell me if I'm wrong. She started as a redhead, but not like a not like a red redhead, but kind of like a copperhead, right, or something like that. Would you would call like a strawberry blonde? Okay, yeah, yeah, she did that. And like, it, yeah, it was really light copper mm-hmm. and like. Even when they showed her, and it wasn't a flashback, but it was like a flashback for him. Oh, for him when he when she came back to the shop. Yeah, like, she okay. was a redhead. Yeah. So why was she platinum blonde all of a sudden? I guess we turn evil. You turn platinum blonde. I don't know. Um, but what I was getting at is like I get why they were setting her up to for that heel turn in the end of the the crimes of Grindelwald mm-hmm. because her thing because the whole thing that. Um, that they they had established in and these Fantastic Beast movies was that muggles and wizards cannot get married. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a big no. That's against the fucking law. 
right? They had set that up. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I can understand why she was joining Grindelwald at the end of the second one. Like, no, like, he just wants to love. Like, he wants us to be together. They put her in this movie. All that is gone. Like, her purpose to being there, like, her reasons for being there, is she just like, oh, I'm just going to read his mind because Grindelwald told me to read his, read his mind. Also, I kind of think it's kind of stupid mm. that she did that whole heel turn thing anyways. Because I could mm. understand if maybe she sensed that Grindelwald was maybe telling the truth about what he wanted for humanity and for wizards and stuff. And, that, and that's the thing. At the end of The Crimes of Grindelwald, like, you almost kind of was like, kind of not being sympathetic towards Grindelwald, but like sympathetic towards his cause. Because he's just like, hey, like, this is what's going to happen to, like, because he, he, he was even saying, like, look, they're building machines to essentially create, like, World War One or World, no, World War Two, mm-hmm. And he's like, they could use this against us. So join me so we can we can grow in power when they do attack us. But I but my thing is that she's able to read minds. Mm-hmm. So at what point like she should have just been pretty quickly mm-hmm. afterwards been like, Oh, I made a mistake. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and it's not like she could read minds and people are knowing that she's reading their minds. She just has a habit of like blurting her words out and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, can you please not read my mind? So yeah, at what point and clearly like this this version of Grindelwald was like we gotta annihilate people, like you know his I whole know. chain. So and what she didn't go like, oh no, he is bad. Let me go ahead and just take off now. Like what was that? That and also, you get a sense that she was like, she threw a hissy fit mm-hmm. when she couldn't get married to to Jacob. Yeah, and was like, all right, bye, you know. And mm-hmm. it was very childish. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she's just like someone completely different in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like none, I didn't, I didn't like her arc at all. Yeah, from was, any of the movies. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of one thing I did like about this movie. Uh, well, other Mad Mickelson. I and Jude like, Law's beard. And Jude Law's beard. I did actually kind of like. Um, Why is that so loud? All I know time? someone like leaking a toy. Oh, it's the water. Yeah. It's very loud. I know it's the it's the water uh, the water dispenser. Uh, so I Kelsey takes uh, care of that. Um, one thing that uh, another thing that like bothered me. Oh no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. No, one, I'm sorry. One thing I I did like in terms of like the special effects is I did like some of the battles, like uh, between Jew Law. And uh, Ezra Miller's character when they were fighting on the streets of New York, but they mm-hmm. were kind of like, which they don't really explain it, or maybe I just missed it. They're almost kind of like in a in another dimension, in a mirror dimension, like Doctor Strange. It kind of felt like fucking Morbius fighting to <laughs> really? me. Yeah, like uh, it was kind of cool, but kind of like <sighs> kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I did, I did kind of like the. Um, the battle between uh, Albus Dumbledore and Grindelwald near the end, mm-hmm. where they're like really like going at it and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so I, you don't under- you don't really get why the fucking blood pack broke. That's another thing. Like he like I know he said like I know he said that. Um, Grindelwald tried to sh- he, when Grindelwald tried to strike down um, Credence. 
I, you know, Megan and I, like, Megan and I, we like to call him Creed's Clearwater Revival. Uh, <laughs> um, he tries to strike him down, and then Albus Dumbledore is like, boom, right? Uh-huh. And, like, it clashes, but, like, it causes the bracelet to break? Which is weird, because they're doing the exact thing that it was created for them not to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, So they should have just died. Yeah, or been, like, it would have been, like, a strain on, like, one of them. Like, they would have gotten weaker or something like that. Plus, um, this is, this is what I've been told. The wand that Grindelwald owns, or that he uses, mm-hmm. it's, like, the ultimate wand. Which means he should have, like, mollywopped fucking... Albus Dumbledore, like, just whooped his ass with that wand. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, like, super duper powerful. and But, like, they were, like, evenly matched. Because I think probably Albus was, like, he was the stronger wizard. But, that, 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 but see, that doesn't matter. Like, it's if, if you hold this wand, especially, like, given what you have to do to get this wand, mm-hmm. you become the most powerful wizard ever. That's why, and, and um, Dumbledore ends up with that wand later in the Harry Potter stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like apparently it, it maybe was maybe the battery's low on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then personally, like the way how obviously I, you know, I I don't like doing this, but I feel like I have to say, say this. I hate I I actually hate when people are like, well, this is Hollywood ended the movie or something like that. But I feel like I feel like I need to hear your opinion on this. I think. The way how they should have ended this movie, they should have ended it like Empire Strikes Back. Where, like, the heroes are down. Like, they might not, like, like they barely survive, like, this journey. And by the time we see Grindelwald again, he's, like, uber powerful. He's, like, he's got all these people behind him and everything. Like, he's really bringing this genocide he's, like, fighting for and everything like that. But this was just, like... You oh, mean, like, Infinity War, maybe? Yeah, like, Infinity War, exactly. Infin- the heroes are down. Grindelwald has succeeded. hmm You know? But, no, in this one, he just gets defeated. That's it. <laughs> the end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I agree with you. Um... Yeah, all in all, I mean, like, clearly not a lot of people went to see this movie. And don't uh, go see it. it I, I'm not going to say don't go see No, I, I, okay, to, to, I take it back. I will say don't go see it. Just wait until it comes on HBO Max. <laughs> and that's if you're interested to see what goes on, like, after part two. Other than that, it's just like... <sighs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you, at the end of every... At the end of every heavy, uh, Fantastic Beast movies, I had, like, this heavy sigh, like... <sighs> fuck man why did i choose these fucking movies <laughs> yeah i don't know why you chose it i know i thought we were gonna go with the other one i know we should have ambulance instead we could have done ambulance with bringing out the dead fuck i know i honestly i thought we were gonna do that one yeah <laughs> sometimes you know i make bad decisions this is one of them <sighs> all right what, what do we got next next we have our variety time try this not that. So we watched some stuff and we have a few suggestions mm-hmm. on what to watch and what not to watch. Mm-hmm. I can't tell looking at your list of what's to watch and what's not to, or if it's just all to watch. Um, one, of them, one of them has turned into a, a maybe for me. 
Um, well, I was thinking about it today. Um, so what to watch? Uh, Young Justice Phantoms. It's the fourth season in the Young Justice uh, series. Um, I... I, I've been I've been with this show since it was on like Cartoon Network on Saturday Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kids, but also it's turning very adult with some of the subject matter and stuff like that. Um, this season has been really good. Um, they've killed off a couple of the characters that I did not expect to happen, and there was like this huge reveal at the end of the latest season, which I was like, <gasps> like. I, I, I can't say what it because it's just a huge spoiler. But like, all I'm saying is like a particular villain shows up that has not been do- that has it's been done before live action, but it's just so cool to see this villain like in a seems like way better storyline, a more mm-hmm. expanded storyline. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying Young Young Justice a whole lot. Um, my only gripe with it is like some of the stuff that they're bringing up, the topics, they kind of like bring it up, force it in, and then like drop it real quickly instead of like making it, not saying make it like the whole episode, but kind of like really ease into it. Like give the, it a purpose instead of just making it seem like you're just shouting something random. Like you have like yeah social justice Tourette's or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the characters like comes out as like non-binary and it's done it's delivered poorly it's done like at the credits the end credits of of a of an episode Mm -hmm. there's like another character that you find out it's like polyamorous um it's a polyamorous as well as bisexual Mm -hmm. or in this case interspecies sexual or something like that but they kind of just like shove it in there and just like oh fuck like like kind of like happen out of nowhere and shit like yeah. that. So it's kind of it just seems kind of like force and everything. Um, but other than that, like I said, I'm enjoying it. Um, this is one of those cases where like I'm I'm upset that it is week by week because mm-hmm. at the end of every episode, like I want to get into it and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for this fourth season, if I remember reading correctly, there's like 26 episodes, and uh, Young Justice really found their groove when they took the route of like. Having a having a number of episodes in one arc, and then having a different arc and another set of episodes, kind of like the Agents of Shield thing they were doing, mm-hmm. um, and then how like it collects at the end. There's oh, normally okay. like a, a huge like collection kind of thing, and like in each arc, they're like, and within each arc, there's like you can tell like, oh, like this character might be coming in, or this villain's gonna show up, or like they're gonna like combine it um, to see what happens. Um, this whole buildup that they've been kind of going to for it seems like years. I wouldn't be surprised if like this is like the final season because mm. it's like a huge buildup. What's going on? Um, I've been watching Adventure Time. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons I've been watching it is because one of my coworkers is a huge Adventure Times fan, and she watches it. She she would watch it because of like the philosophical and spiritual nature of the cartoon, which. There's the the show has a strong fan base anyway while it was airing and I just never got into it cuz you know it, it's like 10 seasons like fucking like 14 episodes or something like that um not realizing that like each episode is really like 11 minutes long mm-hmm. so you can just like digest that shit really fast um I'm still in the first season but like it's it's good it's funny there's a lot of like funny parts that happens in the cartoon um and I'm already seeing like 
the philo- the philosophical like aspect of the show within mm-hmm. the first season, which I, I'm totally digging. I really can't wait to get into like the lore of like these characters and shit like that. Um, and I and I've been checking out Tokyo Vice. Mm-hmm. So Tokyo Vice is this show. Um, let me see. So it's it's so the premise is a Western journalist working on a publication. Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses. So it's a show that it like stars uh, Ansel Elgort and Ken Watanabe's in it. Uh, Michael Mann, the man, the dude behind like Heat, uh, directed like the first episode. He's like one of the EPs on the show. I'm digging it. I don't remember what episode I'm on. I think I'm on episode like five. It, it's kind of dragging now mm. because like it was interesting because Ansel Elgort plays like this journalist. He's like this young kid who's a, who's a journalist who just, who went to Japan. Um, he, he went from, he went from university of Missouri studying journalism, went to Japan to study Japanese poetry to learn the language and like all the nuance. And now he's like part of like one of the biggest newspaper corporations in Japan. I think it's set in like in 1999 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how like the criminal underworld of, has like infected all these aspects of like Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is like his character is kind of just like running around in circles. Like he's trying to get a story and then like he can't do it because something happens. Mm. Or like he's trying to like get information and he gets like tricked or some shit like that. So he's kind of like running in circles. Like I said, I'm on episode five. It's kind of like going in a different direction that I'm enjoying because now we're getting to like the actual criminal element of it. But it's just like slowly building to it. Like the first episode really had me hooked because it was a Michael Mann directed episode, which you can see all his types of his techniques and shit. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, it's kind of like, all right, this is not too bad. Let's see what happens. This is not too bad. Let's see what happens and stuff like that. But it's also kind of a cheat because it's like Tokyo. Like I'm a weeb at heart. <laughs> like growing up, I like always wanted to go to Japan and Tokyo. I fucking still want to. Mm-hmm. So seeing it like done like this with like Yakuza and shit like that, like I'm all about it. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, so both of those, all three of those are on HBO Max. Uh, honorable mention: Severance, Apple TV. Anything you heard about about how great it is? One hundred percent true. So why didn't it make it your make it into your actual list? Uh, that's because like. All I'm doing is all I'm doing is I'm preaching to the crowd. Oh, like this, like the season's already over. There's already a greenlit for a second season. Uh, some of the episodes is directed by Ben Stiller, which I think he's a much better director than an than an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to bring it up because like this is kind of like old news. It's just stuff that like like if we had, if we had done this like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. it would have been up there. It's like yeah, te- definitely check it out. Well, it's funny because Adventure Time's old news. Yes, but see. Shut up. <laughs> you could have put Tokyo Vice in your honorable mention. I mentions. know, right? I know. Ugh. All right. <laughs> um, another honorable mention is Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. That's on Disney+. Plus. Um, liking it, not really loving it. Yeah. Um, I know there's like another episode, a new episode coming out uh, the day of this recording. I'm really not even thinking about it. Where it's like WandaVision or Loki. We're like, what's going to happen next? Holy shit. I'm surprised you didn't put Atlanta on the list. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Why didn't you put Atlanta on the list? Because I haven't watched more than two episodes yet. Kelsey. What? 
Go watch Atlanta. Right now? Right now. Stop recording. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So Moon Knight. Yeah, it's, it's all right. The, the only thing I'm really loving it, loving about it, it's, it's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. That, I'll watch that dude do anything. <laughs> Love his performance, hands down. He's, he's like the, I think if, I think if it was any other actor, I would be even less interested yeah. in the show. Um, and as Kelsey said, Atlanta, go watch Atlanta. This might be like their best season. Yeah. Like period. It's f- phenomenal, phenomenal fucking season. Don't <laughs> fucking call me out on that. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Uh, Wormwood on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a docu-series. It came out in 2017. Um, See, that's old. Why didn't you put Atlanta up there? Hmm? But I'm not the one who <laughs> said it. <laughs> who said about things being old news. I know. So stop it. <laughs> in fact, I don't even have an honorable mention session. <laughs> <laughs> um, it stars uh, P- Peter Skarsgård mm-hmm. as the uh, the scientist who got murked. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it also it has Molly Parker. Who's Molly Parker? I have a crush on her. Let me actually. look her up. Um, I forget where she's from. I know we've watched something with her in it. Um, mm. But oh yeah, Molly Parker. Um, oh yeah, she is in the Lost in Space uh, series that was on Netflix. What else was she in? Because I know uh, she was in Dexter. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, House of Cards. Uh, you'd never watch a Deadwood movie. Nope. I, I feel like you might have seen her on Lost in Space because uh, I know Cadence was watching Lost in Space. Maybe. No, but I know I've seen her before that. Oh, okay. Okay, go on. Um, Goliath. Goliath is yeah. probably where I saw her okay. from. So, yeah. So, I really like this documentary because... Now, it's not... It's not but it's... If I remember correctly, it's not like just like a documentary. It's like a documentary mix with like, like, uh, like actual like filming, right? Like, like, well, it's reenactment. Reenactment. There you go. Okay. They have like home videos too, and mm-hmm. they have like, like conference, you know, like old footage of like news conferences and mm-hmm. stuff, or mm-hmm. like trial proceedings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's where Peter Skarsgård comes in because he does the reenactment of the scientists. Mm. But what I actually really like about this docu this docu series mm. is that not only does it do the whole thing of like like what really happened, right? Like trying to like get to the bottom of it. Oh yeah, Tim Blake Nelson's in it too. Oh yeah, I remember you told me about that. Yeah, because uh, so so the the whole thing is about essentially um uh, the the family trying to find out what happened to their to the father, right? Mm-hmm. Who like seems to like went crazy and killed himself, correct? Yeah. Well, they don't know what happened to him. They're oh, like okay. he. They know he like fell out of a window or he jumped. Yeah. But they didn't know how that happened mm-hmm. till like years later. What I like about it is that while they're investigating what could have really happened. They're also, they have, like, a psychiatrist on, on the documentary talking about the son that never let it go. Mm, okay. Um, like, how it's taken over his life, how he could have been a very accomplished collage maker. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, um, and made serious money, and, like, he was really respected in that world, and he just never went anywhere. Mm. Um, or how... 
Oh, it's considered a docudrama miniseries. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go on. Um, it's just a good documentary. But you were telling me about something about the visuals, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was what was it about that? Um, they're just really interesting. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like slow motion stuff. It's a little trippy. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Peter Skarsgård makes really interesting faces sometimes. Yeah, Peter Skarsgård is a, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, it's better than his brother. Who's his brother? Wait, who played in Tarzan? Was it him? That's they're not related. No. Yeah. I thought they were there's, related. There's Peter Sarsgaard and then there's Alexander Skarsgård. It's with a K. Skarsgård. They're both spade, spelled the same. No, they're they're spelled they're spelled differently. Skarsgård is with a S K A R like weird letters and shit like that. Oh. And then Peter Peter Sarsgaard is literally Sarsgaard. 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 Just like instead of a U, it's an A. It's two A's. There was never a U in. Like, I'm just saying as in guard. Oh, Like, oh, guard oh, is G-A, oh, oh. you know. Oh. God, come on. Gotcha. Well, and well, he's still a better, much better actor than the guy <laughs> who played in Tarzan. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but, you know, we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll get further into that one once you see the Northmen. <laughs> um, so there's that one. And it's only, I think, five episodes, or six episodes, actually. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. Um, DMZ on HBO Max. Okay, so you have that. Is that's that a, a, that's a not that? Okay, not that. that's what I was curious about because I remember you had watched uh, an episode or two and you were just like not feeling it. No, I watched the whole thing and I wasn't feeling it. Oh, okay, all right. So go on, go on. Um, it's on HBO Max. Mm. It has. I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson in it. Damn, Alexander Sarsgaard's fucking scar, scar, scar. It's like six foot four. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at love his looking at his stuff right now. Go on. Um, I didn't interrupt you that much while you were telling your part of the list. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting more information into your shit. That's all. My bad. I'll, all right, Mike, off now. <laughs> um. Okay, so DMZ is like, I, apparently it's part of a, a comic book franchise, right? Uh, I think it's Vertigo. Okay. Uh, it's cheesy and campy, and it basically is like, what would happen if the world, if the, basically if the Civil War happened in modern times, mm-hmm. and there was a part of the country that neither side of the country had control over yeah the dmt zone uh DM- dmz yeah she goes in there to find her son mm. and you know i don't know it's just stupid i don't like it at all <laughs> all right d- tell me tell me tell me one thing you don't like about it tell me one thing yeah tell me- <laughs> yeah because you're just saying you're just like it's stupid it's not good like well I, it's cheesy i said Okay. So the writing's bad. There you go. Okay. Um, the acting's bad. Mm. But mostly the writing is just awful. It's not. Is it? So when you say the writing's awful, is it not engaging enough, or it just seems like just poor writing? Or? It's just poor writing. It's like it. It doesn't do anything interesting. It's. Mm. Um. 
you're just kind of bored. You're like, well, where, where, where are we going? Gotcha. And when you finally get somewhere, you're like, okay, so now you're just trying to be depressing just to be depressing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And that's the one on HBO Max, right? Yeah. I remember, because um, I, I, I have the first graphic novel or the first trade paperback of, of DMZ. Um, and I, I just never continued on with it. Um, but I remember like hearing about hearing about that being picked up, and they I think they were trying to turn it into like a movie or into like a series of movies, but it obviously like they turned it just into like a series. I'm actually kind of curious about the comic book because it just seems to me like the comic book mm. is probably much better than this show. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so that's a not this right? Yeah. Okay. Also, is a cake. <laughs> Is that a is that a not this or is that's that a, a not this? Oh really? Okay. That's a not that actually. A not yeah not yeah, that not okay. That. Um, did you did you complete this? I, I felt like you, did you watch the whole thing? No. Okay. <laughs> what so what is? I mean, is you don't cake? you don't have to continue on each episode to get the thing. It's yeah. like it's a competition series. They have different chefs that are on, and they go up against each other. I think like multiple times. Mm, okay. And, like, one person will win, and then they come back as, like, the person to defeat the next round. Mm. And basically, they're on the show trying to, like, replicate something. So it could be, like, a shoe or... Into, like, a cake, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then the judges have to try and decide which one is real and which one's the cake. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, right in front of them. It's, Mm. like, across the room. Mm -hmm. And... If you win, you can win money at the end. So I, I've never watched this. Um, ha, do they ever try the cake? Oh yeah. It, but it, mostly they try it as a tiebreaker, right? Like if oh, two people, okay. um, if two people duped the judges and mm. the judges chose something that was real and not the cake, yeah, then it comes down to taste. And I, I take it that like if it tastes better. If it tastes if it tastes better than this shoe is replicating, then that person's <laughs> well. Water. They have to beat each other in taste. Oh, okay, okay, and that and and that's only for like a tiebreaker purpose, or is mm-hmm. it? Oh, okay. Um, has there have have they done anything that was it like that that really like blew your mind of how close they got to it? Um, one of the guys made a conch shell. That was kind of hard. A what? A conch shell. Oh, a conch shell. Okay. Yeah. It and like it, that's kind of hard to replicate. Let me see what that is. Oh, like a seashell. Yeah, but like the oh, really big wow. ones. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The, I remember there was. I I remember watching a maybe a couple minutes of it. Um, and some dude did like a steak or like a raw steak or something. Yeah, shit. but he did a bad, bad job. Yeah, even I looked at it, I was like, ooh, clearly that's that's the fucking cake. But the judges didn't pick that one out. Really? Like, yeah, I'm like, how the fuck? Like, so you not only have to do the steak, you also have to do the cellophane and the packaging that yeah, it comes in. That, yeah. Like, it all has to be edible. Yeah. And you could clearly tell that the steak was like. It was not steak, that yeah. it was cake, because it was, the color was off. Mm-hmm. It was like someone put too much uh, seasoned salt on it or some Ooh. shit. You know, like, yeah. seasoned salt is actually kind of orange, but when it gets wet, it starts to turn like a red color. Yeah. It looked like that. Ooh. 
That does not sound appealing at all. No, I, I would, but I they want, didn't choose that one as that one's obviously the cake. I wouldn't want to eat that cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, when it comes to them eating the cake, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I'm going to ask this a question. I know it's a stupid question. But, like, when they eat the cake, does it taste like like what it's replicating? Or is it like, oh, this tastes like chocolate? No, it doesn't taste like what they're replicating. <laughs> They, they bite into a cake that's like looks like the sticker, like, oh, it tastes like raw meat. Well, you made a cake taste like raw meat. <laughs> it's a cake that looks like a shoe that tastes like a shoe. <laughs> no. Put the shoe flakes in there. <laughs> you know, maybe you put some uh, new car scent into the cake. Yeah. And then you get the <laughs> kind of the smell of the shoe because it's kind of the similar scent. Uh, yeah. Mm, are you baking are you baking a new car <laughs> and now we're gonna do our geriatric cinematic of Ralph Bakshi's wizards there will come a time on the planet earth when science and technology will be long forgotten. When humanity will rise from the ashes of nuclear holocaust. When wizards will rule the world. 20th Century Fox presents Wizards. A futuristic fantasy epic born in the mind of Ralph Bakshi, the master of animated magic. It is the story of two brothers, Avatar and Black Wolf, powerful wizards and mortal enemies from the day they were born. Avatar, the good, who rules the peaceful kingdom of Montagar with wisdom. Science and technology were outlawed millions of years ago. And magic. Black Wolf, the future Fuhrer. Attention, behold! Who rediscovers the ancient secrets of propaganda technology and war this film came out in 1977 and the synopsis is on a post-apocalyptic earth a wizard and his fairy folk comrades fight an evil wizard who uses technology in his bid for conquest it's written and directed by ralph bakshi it stars bob holt jesse wells richard romanis and david proval um um yeah so 1977 was uh wizards uh ralph banksy um i have been a huge fan of his style of animation um he's one of like the few directors that had a very successful career making like adult animated movies like like actual adult animated movies Mm -hmm. um like uh, for example he did like lord of the rings Okay, uh, he did Fire and Ice, Fritz the Cat. Um, one of his most well, one of his most well known movies is actually Cool World. Mm. Do you remember that movie? No. Cool World was an interesting concept. Um, did we watch it? No, I've never showed you Cool World. Then I've never heard of it. Okay, so Cool World is pretty much, hey, let's make Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but actually fucking dirty. Oh. Um, which. 
funny enough is the, the the actual book of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who's it's called Who Snuffed the Rabbit. It's actually really fucking dirty. Um, but yeah, that one had like um, Gabriel Bryan in it. Fucking Kim Basinger, Brad Pitt. Uh, that was an interesting movie. Um, so Wizards. Um, I've enjoyed this movie since I first saw it because just how weird it is and the style of animation and the fact that like it's a combination of like wizardry and like Nazism and shit like that, mm-hmm. which you know totally wears it on its sleeve. Like I don't know, maybe fifteen twenty minutes into the movie, you're just like, wow, they just that's a swastika, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I have like a lot of fond memories with this movie, obviously of the director's work, uh, but. Typically, no one gives a shit about what I think. What does Kelsey think? Didn't like it. Didn't like it? I figure you didn't like it. Nope. Okay. Why did you not like it? The animation style was too old. No, mm-hmm. I didn't hate the movie. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the movie. Um, yeah, I'm not going to deny that the animation, it's dated. It's almost like old, old Smurfs. Yeah. Like old Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like... I didn't like the animation. I didn't like the color of the film. Mm. Um, I didn't like Eleanor. Like, she was stupid. Mm. Um, she was just there just to look sexy. Which she really wasn't that sexy. Mm. Um, I think you might like his movie American Pop, though. Maybe. American Pop, the animation is different, but it actually goes through like the history of like music and shit like that. Gotcha. It, it's a better it's a better refined film. Um, I thought it was leaning really hard on old footage of Hitler and the Nazis and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Um I think we spent too much time with Avatar, not enough time with his brother his brother was a much more interesting character oh yeah yeah, yeah. i i would agree with you with with that because avatar remind me of rasputin from um anastasia actually oh yeah seriously i i bet you that was on purpose too um yeah the brother whose name uh black wolf mm-hmm. uh yeah black wolf which they randomly called one or two times black mark Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, Bla- Black Wolf. It's it's funny. So the Black Wolf character. Yeah, I I totally agree with you that like he could have like there was a, a lot more nuance nuance in there. Um, I felt like the Avatar. I mean, after like rewatching it and uh, and really like sit down, and giving like a critical thought on it. Um, like clearly, like they were trying to like have Avatar as set up as like oh we got to give more depth into this character but i felt like that kind of came as an afterthought like maybe like basky's uh ralph sorry bakshi was like i have this idea of like th- i want to look like this this and this and this and then it was like all right and the story comes after like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's funny because like uh we hawk played by richard uh, or voiced by richard ominous um even I even I felt his character was pretty interesting. Like I wouldn't have mind seeing like a spinoff of him trying to like rule his kingdom. You know mm-hmm. what happens at the end of the movie. Um, but I thought he was very that character was very childish in a way. 
Yeah, I know. That's not a, as childish as Eleanor. Not yeah. like wearing it on his sleeve, but like uh-huh. he didn't have the capacity to make mm. like complex thoughts and decisions. Yeah. And he was very emotional and just was like angry. Kind of yeah. like Cameron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it would have been interesting if like they could have showed more growth with that character. Like, oh, like how he's just like, he's just the king of his kingdom. And it's like, well, how is he going to rule his kingdom? Because he has a very childlike mentality. He, he's very brutish. He goes swinging without, like, really thinking his next move and shit like that. Yeah. Like, you want a sequel. And also, Avatar and Eleanor are stupid for giving him the kingdom. Like, they fought so hard to keep it safe. And they're like, all right, bye. I know. Here, you can have it. <laughs> um, there has been talks about a about a sequel for uh, Wizards for years. Um as recent as like 2015, uh, during an interview with mandatory.com, um, while uh, Ralph Bakshi was doing his, while he's promoting his, his like, as far as, as far as I can see, this is his last animated film, which is called The Last Days of, uh, of Coney Island. He did say that, like, um, MC Bessie has stated that he has a script finished and hopes to have it to be his next film. In November, in, in a November interview while promoting Last Days of Coney Island, Bessie stated that Wizard 2 is about madness and absolute madness. Which kind of tells me, all right, you got the animation idea there. But probably it's still lacking plot. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Some of his movies, they're not known for like being plot driven. You know, there's not, they're not known for really great acting. They're just known for like the weird, trippy, LSD psychedelic aspect of like the animation um even like american pop which doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue but you it, it it's like explains like this character's growth through like music and shit like that hmm. um is there anything that you actually liked about this movie yeah the <laughs> thing that we couldn't decide if it was rotoscoping or not oh this the style of how it was shot yeah like it was like they were layering Mm. you know different like transparent sheets on top of each other or something mm-hmm. you couldn't see that obviously but like yeah it was like you could see the outlines of a video or people real people moving like silhouettes and then animation and like different like i like how he put those two together like it wasn't like how spongebob did it right where it was like an actual video mm. with SpongeBob on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was actually like it. Sometimes you couldn't tell if it was a video until you could tell like how the people were moving. Yeah. Um, and you never really got a sense. Like it was really not like washed out, right? Like so, it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was just using the video because he couldn't do anything better. Like, he really wanted to incorporate it into his film. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was, like, this movie's, like, straight up, like, the horrors of war and stuff like that. And how... It's it's weird, because, like, you almost got a sense that, like... That he's almost saying, like, film will, bre- will, will bring in, like, World War Three, Because, like... Because the Black Wolf character, he, like, he has this army of, like, ogres and, like, monsters and stuff like that to, like, take out these elves and to, like, conquer the land and but like they're not motivated they're very sloppy they get their asses kicked so how do we motivate them well let me show them this nazism like film that i saw even though he doesn't say it's nazism but clearly it is Mm -hmm. but it's almost like oh yeah like like the films of 
of the past will like destroy the future. Like and that's the kind of sense I was kind of getting with it. What it, it makes sense to me though, because it's always that that whole um, saying about being doomed to repeat history. Oh yeah, yeah. And those war propaganda uh, films were actually mm-hmm. really effective at yeah. making uh, the Nazi Party like and their soldiers and stuff want to kill Jewish people. Like, yeah, conquer the lands and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like. Um, I could see it. Well, I didn't like that he was using it because I thought it was really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that that idea at least, mm-hmm. where he's like, "Yeah, like this is still very effective." Like, yeah, and it's actually really that that idea actually holds up today oh, in yeah, our absolutely. own political fucking environment that we're in right now where yeah. fucking senator or the governor of fucking florida is basically turning back the clock and like oh yeah don't <laughs> sorry like don't say gay and how like these extreme right wing groups um you know these white boys with these tiki torches and shit like that jews will not replace us and all that kind of stuff yeah burning fucking books and like mm-hmm. they're actually trying they're going after disney what is that story about Disney? I, I've been kind of out of the loop with that. Disney World in Florida uh-huh. made some sort of deal with Florida uh-huh. that they basically are their own government. Okay. So they don't have to abide by the laws of the state. And they have their own police and their own like mm-hmm. uh, local government, basically. Okay. And so... um. Governor DeSantis wants to like take that shit away from them because they're hmm. allowing for progressive ideas and shit. Okay, you know, like what okay. they're, you know what I mean. Okay, so here's the thing: you, you, you were had you, you, you had me at the beginning, right? Because, because that's just that, that's just I, because I, I'm a, I, my when you're saying about like Disney wants to have their own government and everything. Well, they have before 1968. Yeah. So when you have me thinking of that, it's just, it has me thinking about like, you know, um, Planet Star, like this, like the, the dialogue from Fight Club, you know, Planet Starbucks or, or like, you know, these certain corporations are going to like run their own government and stuff like that. Laws do not apply to them like outside with outside the walls and stuff like that, which I'm just like, okay, I'm not liking that. I'm not liking that. But then as soon as you said, oh, DeSantis doesn't like it because how progressive they are. I'm like, ah, okay. I'm, well, I'm, the, like, obviously Disney hasn't really been doing anything super nefarious or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, I They know. just want to you know how much control they have over their own stuff. Yeah. I think it just gives them a little bit more autonomy, Mm. but also like it's, and it goes with that whole gerrymandering thing too. Mm, He's doing that whole thing where it's like redrawing the lines. I think he wants to try and add as much land as possible. And also Disneyland isn't exactly Florida land. Okay. Okay. I get you. Yeah. And, 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 but that's the thing. I'm not like too upset about it because if you think, I mean, Disney is, it's, it's a business. It's his own business. Right. Um, just like any companies, their own business, they have like own, they have ways of like standards and practices within the walls of their, of the confines of their building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, however, they're still uphold, they still have to uphold like the laws outside, you know, like just like extreme, like no murder, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, you know, yeah. 
uh, you know, which I, I'm not don't, saying. Don't rate people. Yeah, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Disney's going to do that. You know, you're going to go to Disney World and all of a sudden, like, Mickey Mouse is, like, trying to slip a finger in your butt or some shit. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, yes, no. Or, like, they have one day a year, like. Um, like The Purge? Yeah. <laughs> If they have it like the purge, is it like, is it tourists who have the weapons or are they hiding and like they're being chased Look, by like these characters? I think that they don't have it on the same day every year. Uh huh. So the tourists go and they don't know <laughs> that they're gonna, that today is the day. I know, shit. They're all like, they're going to Epto- Epcot Center or whatever it is it's called now. They're like, oh, this is the greatest day ever. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Disney's, Disney's Purge will begin in 15 minutes. Oh, shit! <laughs> they don't even give them 15 minutes because then everyone can leave the park. No, they start like locking the doors yeah. and shit like that. They start locking the doors and they're like, you got 15 minutes to hide <laughs> for the night, the day of the Disney Purge or some shit like that. Yo. Disney D-Day. I know. I want that. <laughs> I want to see that. Some, I want to see that produce some like wild ass shit like that. Um. All right. So back to the movie. <laughs> um. So so my so a little bit more of my take on on, on this move on uh 1977's uh, Wizards. Um. Yeah. Like I said. Like the plot is the plot is thin and like there the 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 character uh Black Wolf is a much more interesting character with like he because he has a lot more nuance and everything. Avatar is just kind of like whatever he's there. And he's supposed to be really fucking powerful. powerful. Yeah. And all he could do for Eleanor when they were in the snow was give her a whack ass fucking poncho. I know, no right? boots, nothing mm. like that to keep her feet protected. Yeah. Like so how is he powerful? He's not powerful, but he could definitely conjure up flowers whenever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, yeah. Or like he like he like changed like the the like the the he like changed the structure of like some cages to turn into like a jukebox at one point. Yeah. So it's it's there. I know like he says it he says in the movie that he's like I've been practicing magic as I used to, so I'm a bit weak. But like he says that like at the end of the movie, he like says that line, which is like you're supposed to be like powerful, dude, but you haven't really shown how powerful you are, other than like somebody saying that he's like the Messiah. And but he still doesn't, even at the end. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll we'll get to that. Um, but the one thing I I do still enjoy is I do I actually do like the animation. I know it doesn't hold up by today's standards, but I like watching it because it's just something of that time of that '70s era, and the fact that like this is the type of movie that's actually not for kids. Mm-hmm. Like at all, like and 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 the director was like, "Yeah, I'm not making this for kids. Oh, yeah, there's wizards and stuff, but you know, these people are getting like shot and blasted and shit like that." And some mm-hmm. of the some of the some of the jokes is kind of funny. Like the two guards, uh, one is like Fritz, who like supposedly died, and then like they do shot Fritz, and then like there's the other the other guys with like the gas mask and stuff like that. How mm-hmm. like kind of Lauren Hardy or Abbott and Costello kind of like ridiculousness of those two. Mm-hmm. So I like Red Bender. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I really like that design. Um, who I forgot what was his character's name peace. at the beginning. Yeah, he's peace, but he started off as like like Nurk or Nark ninety nine or something like that. Um, yeah, I like peace, even though like peace, the character of peace is like on the cover of like a lot of the artwork for the movie. Mm-hmm. But he dies like what forty 
minutes into it or something like that, his character is killed off. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we, now we've got these two people here. Yeah, peace died. So yeah. there's no peace. <laughs> exactly. Um, and one thing that I still love to this day is when Avatar is going to take out Black Wolf. And he's like, all right, Black Wolf, it's you and me now. We're going to duke it out and shit. You know, I haven't been practicing my magic for a while, so I'm a bit weak. And he says that one thing I have to, oh, he goes like, I'm going to show you a trick that mother would show me when you weren't around. And another thing, I'm glad you changed your last name, you son of a bitch. And he pulls out a gun and just blasts him. Like, that's it. <laughs> my mother shot me how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I know. His, his mother's like dying. He's like, look, Black, Black Wolf is going to turn into an asshole. Take this gun and use it. You'll know when. <laughs> Even though it's like completely out of nowhere, I felt like it fit perfectly within the context of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I still enjoyed that. Um, uh, I mean, if, there's any, if there isn't anything else. Uh, so to say, to, to say again, do you think this movie holds up? No. Okay. Um, Some of its ideas hold up, but the mm, movie itself, mm. no. So I say the same thing. The ideas still hold up. The animation does not hold up. You can, you, it's very dated. Um, but I think it's still something that needs to be watched to kind of get an idea of like, you know, back then in the 70s, they didn't give a fuck. Like, I, like my favorite era of cinema is like the 70s, right? It's like the tail end of the 60s and the 70s, which essentially was like the death of old Hollywood and the birth of new Hollywood, right? Where we get like Midnight Cowboy, Exorcist. Uh, Midnight Cowboy is 69, but it's like leading to the birth of new Rosemary's cinema. Baby. Uh, yeah, I think Rosemary. She was, that was like 68. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like 67. Um, That's the end of the 60s. Yeah, Rosemary's baby 68 yeah so like the death of like old cinema which i like i said i believe was started in 66 and went on until like into the end of the 70s mm -hmm. this um uh, that era was like the new the new cinema the new like french connection these like william freaking films and stuff like walter hero films like sorcerer and all this like crazy stuff right mm -hmm. um so I think it's interesting to watch this movie just to kind of see of that time frame during the 70s where like they didn't give a fuck they just wanted like they wanted to just push the limit of like what cinema could do. Mm. So I, that's why I think it it doesn't hold up, but it's something that I think it should be watched. Okay. And you're just like, no, don't waste your time. Exactly. <laughs> just I like, feel like there's probably a lot of other films that show them, like show that era of film mm -hmm. pushing the limits that you don't have to torture yourself with this one. But, you know, without paying, you don't, you wouldn't appreciate it. Eh? That's the last thing you're ever going to hear on the podcast. All right. We're done. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a first show for this week. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. One more quick tidbit. This was the first movie after Mark Hamill has starred in Star Wars. Okay. This, he has a small part as Sean. This is the movie that got him into doing voice acting that he's mainly known for now. And he did that because George Lucas recommended Mark Hamill to work with Ralph Baxi as the character of Sean. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you if you're not if you don't pay attention, you're gonna miss it. He only has like two minutes in this movie, but mm -hmm. it's, it's Mark Hamill. Um, 
So, yeah, that's going to be a first show for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com, where Kelsey writes. Um, this episode is on all podcast catchers, all the past episodes of all podcast catchers. Just throw a stone, you'll hit us. Um, next week... Really looking forward to next week because uh, we're our recent review is going to be uh, Robert Eggers' latest film, The Northman. Uh, I've already seen it. Uh, I have yet to write my review, so it will my review will probably be written up and, and published on ScreenGeek.net by the end of the week. Um, that The Northman is in theaters April twenty second, which is on a Friday. Uh, with that, our geriatric cinematic is going to be nineteen eighty two's. Conan the Barbarian, uh, streaming on Stars and available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the Turpic for that week, uh, The Northman versus The Barbarian. There you go. Turpic hmm. of that week. How are you feeling? I'm tired. I'm tired? It's only 9.23. The topic is very, uh, very creative. Very creative. I know, right? It, it took a lot of thinking, a lot of planning, a lot of research, but I feel like I nailed it, like, 100%. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have came up with that topic. Hmm. Do you have a better topic? Um. No. No? All right, that's going to be it. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.